12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Stories welcomes you to Otherworld Seattle, a story-heavy, rules-light, Call of Cthulhu actual play. And now, our keeper, Wes Otis. Welcome to Otherworld Seattle. This is episode number 26. I am Wes and I'm here with some wonderful players. Let us start with Michelle. Hey, I'm Michelle and I'm playing Maribel Ochoa with a fresh tattoo and a new attitude. Hey, y'all. I'm Mac and I am playing Cecil Mulgrove and boy, oh boy, things are getting weird. Hello, I'm Poojan playing Mura Rao and, you know, just your average day at the office trying to banish a god from the outer dimensions negotiates some kind of something between one of the oldest human gods and your parents. What are you going to do? Hello, I'm playing Bailey Wolf, and she's also got a fresh tattoo, and it hurts. Ouch. <laughs> Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. This is a perfect place for a recap. The last time that we all got together, you had discussed with Madam Peaches and Hephaestus and Hermes what to do. Now, the reason you're talking with these three and not with Zeus and the others that you had been, and I didn't mention this last time, they had gone off to get Hera, jailbreak Hera out of hell and the prison for basically gods that would not sign the treaty that the Christian God had put forward saying that you're no longer God, live a normal life, you know, don't let people know that you're a God and I'll leave you alone. Certain gods said, no, I'm not doing that. Hera was one of them. And so Zeus, Themis, and a few others went down to break her out of jail so that Zeus could have another child and then history could be saved because that child would become the new muse of time. That's why you were talking to all of these other gods and deciding what to do. Madam Peaches took the metal disc that was all of the different sigils put together and can rip holes into realities and do all these like weird things. She drove off with it to hide it somewhere, the most boring place that they can find. So it could be someplace in, you know, we talked about Nebraska, whatever, someplace where literally nothing is going on away from a large city in the middle of nowhere. And she left with it with the intention of you not knowing where it is so that that information couldn't be extracted. Because honestly, Madame Peaches is a unknown quantity in all of this. The gods really don't know much about her. You're not sure the messenger god is even aware of her presence. So that was one of the reasons. You all got tattoos of the Elder Sign on you. And you went and talked to Lilith, who is willing to help you out. You're going to go to a sacred magical area 
where you will be able to cast this spell and she is going to help you cast it to banish the messenger god from this reality for a long time. This seems like the best course of action with all the bad courses of action that could come from this. Uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to get rid of some kind of entity like this. And your hope is to go back to some kind of normalcy, which ties into the last part, which is whether or not Mira decides to talk to her dad about retirement or not, or if some point down the road, they're gonna have to deal with Lilith again in order to keep the vampires from changing people that don't wanna be changed or just outright killing them, which, which is what they're kind of doing right now, which can also cause a lot of issues. You all have gotten your tattoos, you've left Lilith's, you have about an hour. During this hour, is there anything that you want to do beforehand? Any place you want to go? I, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing us all like walking around with these like our plastic wraps and ice <laughs> on our tattoos. And it's like, I'm, I just had, I had to get that out of my brain. Just <laughs> In movie reality though, you wouldn't have any of that. It would, it would just, just be, be a healed. done tattoo, completely yeah. healed, because <laughs> movies. <laughs> but no, I told you, that's actually yeah. funnier if you're walking around with these big ice packs, like, on you. I'm like, shit, I wish we had, like, a thinking, week to be able to just heal a little bit. To do this. It's like, I hope it works. It's, it's quite fresh. It's um, very fresh. <laughs> The Eldritch healing. <laughs> I feel like Cecil would probably execute a backup plan for all of the, cause you know, she's got all the conspiracy stuff and will probably want to go and back it all up somewhere so that someone could continue her work should something happen to her. Okay, you would do that. You go back to, actually you all kind of stay at this apartment now. The plan is you're going to be at Sean's place. And then you were, once you get all this insanity dealt with you were gonna go and find a place and hopefully save some money and be normal people for a while you're heading back there what about the rest of you are you gonna go back to the apartment or do you want to check in with family members or what do you what would you guys like to do um i want to talk to mira for a second all right mira i know lilith wants your dad to stop hunting vampires maybe he does retire from hunting vampires, but he could be training people to take his place. And I mean, multiple people. And once they're trained, technically he's agreed to the deal. He retired. I was going to talk to him about that because he wants to retire anyway. They want me to take over the family business. Mirith feels claws slowly <laughs> sinking into her soul. <laughs> Just the funeral home or everything the whole family business oof well i don't know how to what to advise you on that part of it but at least on the vampire hunting end you know your dad could be training up other people and maybe you just sort of act like an agency <laughs> sending them out i don't know or like a dispatcher <laughs> honestly not the worst idea um gets him out of the limelight and get some pressure off my back to start popping out babies <laughs> not sure how they really expect me to both pop out babies and take over the family business at the same time yeah but 
you know, never let it be said that they let rationality influence any of their decisions. But my point is that this would alleviate their fears about the business dying with my generation, uh, which would be great. Well, and also, as far as Lilith is concerned, as long as you're careful and you don't have much that leads back to you, your hands are clean and you can say, I'm not the one out killing vampires. There must be somebody else, you know, plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing you did pick up on, Mira, when you were, t- when she was talking to you was there might be some wiggle room in the amount of stuff that she's doing with the vampires. Yeah. And by killing people, they are literally killing her business. Yeah, they are. Which she might actually listen to. We'll see. I mean, I do want to talk to my dad and broach that subject with him. But I also kind of want to just get this first thing out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One fire at a time. Yes. Like, the rest of it seems moot if we can't get this still. Yeah. I've been, like, overhearing their conversation. It kind of reminds me, one, that my... Family is not really part of my life right now. It's just been very, you know, phone call, whatever. I'm still alive. And also, I haven't been back to see Emily or even see if she's okay. The last time you saw Emily was at the gallery, and that was like three or four days ago, I think. Or it hasn't been that long. It's been a short amount of time. But still, if you want to check in with her before you. I just. Yeah, just to see if everything is okay over there, because clearly the messenger god knows about her. Right. Yeah. You check in, and, and she picks up the phone, and she says, Oh, how are, how are you? I haven't seen you around in a couple of days. Yeah, things have gotten really, really busy. Just kind of picked up, but it's great. I'm spending a lot of time with my friends. How have you been over there? Everything still standing? Yeah, everything's been been okay. I sold a couple of larger pieces at the gallery, so that's been very good. I will say Mark has been by a couple of times hoping to catch you and uh, possibly take you out for coffee. Though he doesn't say that, I know he's, that's why he's coming over. So you may want to give him a call uh, soon to, if you're interested, because, you know, I don't know what, how young people date these days. Right. Mark, right. Um, internally, there's no way I'm even going to entertain that right now. Also, yeah. Yeah, of course not. You're dealing with the messenger god, but you know. <laughs> no way. And he's probably involved somehow as like a puppet. I don't even know that. Probably. Romance is not real. So I'm going <laughs> to... Okay, well, if she's okay and I don't discern anything weird has happened... No. Then I'm just going to be... I'll I'll, ch- I'll check out. I'm like, all right, thanks. You know, to keep keep safe. All right. So you all do your different things. You you contact people. Maribel, are you going to contact your parents right now? Or are you going to wait? Or I'm going to wait because I wouldn't even know what to say to them right now. Right. You don't want to give like a cryptic message before you do something. Yeah, and have them like worry their heads off. Yeah. All right. Time goes by. You go out to the middle of the woods. You know, Mabel, where you're going. And it's just this really nice, like, clearing with a little waterfall from a little river. It's it's nothing major, but it's just kind of peaceful. And it's been a while since you've been in the woods. The last time you were out here, you were dealing with Paul Bunyan 
and all the ravens. And Lilith is standing there in the most impractical woodland outfit ever. It's just this sequenced black dress. And she has tennis shoes on, because if she had on high heels, she'd be sunk in the mud. But it's the only practical thing she's wearing right now. She says, all right, well, we'll have to call him here first, and then we're going to have to cast the spell. Are you all ready? I feel woefully underdressed, but I guess so. Oh, I have an event after this. I just, you know, didn't want to go all the way home. You don't hike much, do you? Never. Why would I hike? The best thing about humans has been the inventions. Like, the the car was wonderful. I was so excited for the car when it came around, because horseback is hell. Oh, just all the time. Every once in a while, it's fine, but the chafing, it's, it's terrible. Now, we need to set this area up and get going. So, you all start setting up the area. Lilith has brought a large amount of candles and salt and different folk magic items like crystals and things to attune to. And she says, this is all traditional things. It's strange. Magic seems to enjoy tradition as much as humans do, uh, even if it doesn't really make much of a difference to this particular entity. If we were trapping a ghost with salt, the ghost would be enclosed, but the messenger god's not going to care. But the for some reason, the spell can get finicky if you don't have all the right accoutrement. So she sets all this stuff up, and you're looking through the book at, at this long spell. So there's two parts. There's the part of summoning the messenger god. Now, when you summon it, it's going to appear in its most natural form. So that can be quite horrific. Lilith says, you don't have to keep your eyes open. If you decide that you are going to try not to look and you've memorized the pages, then that might help. But if you haven't memorized the pages completely, then you're going to have to keep your eyes open. I've seen his form before. The, I don't even know how to describe this, the mouth tentacle? Yes, his huge red tongue that reaches 100 feet into the sky. Does that make me immune or more vulnerable to it? Okay, above game. There are certain things that if you see them a lot of times, you become used to them, like the men in black and the lizard people and ghouls and all of that. You see those more than two or three times, you get used to them. You never get used to uh, being like the messenger god. Its very existence tears apart at your reality as a human. So there is no way for your human mind to write the messenger god and make it normalized. Does it go the other way then, since I have encountered this person a bunch of times? What do you mean? More vulnerable? That was my other, the other side of the question. Are you more vulnerable to yeah. it? No. No, okay. it's, it's the same. It's the same straight up role. So okay. it's not like, oh shit, I got 20 points under where I'm supposed to be or anything <laughs> like that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was just wondering. It's like, how does that affect me? Because I did encounter this a bunch more times than everybody else. Absolutely. And he's usually in human form when he talks to you, but he still freaks you the fuck out when he's in human form. The way I'd like to do this is I'd like to do intelligence checks. So you're all reading through the spell and your intelligence check is going to tell you how well you memorize it. You have to get underneath. This is a hard, so you have to get half of your intelligence 
to be able to have this memorized. Otherwise, you have to keep your eyes open to be able to read from the page while you're doing the spell. I wasn't aware there would be a test. Yeah. <laughs> eyes open it is. Eyes Pop open quiz. it is. So underneath half, if I'm at 70, underneath 35? Yep. yep. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, it's rough. Okay. I I got a three under Ooh. Nice. You oh, always Lord. were an overachiever. I did not make it. I got over my intelligence. Okay. So you'll have to keep your eyes open. All it means, I mean, and to be fair, this is complex spell. It is very difficult to remember all the different pieces. It's not like you're remembering something simple in a long amount of time. So, Or even in English, right? This is like... Or even all in English. So uh, what about you, Mira? What did you get? I uh, got a 51 over my 50. So I'll be reading from that book. (laughs) Give me that Cliff Notes version. (laughs) So for the people who are reading from the book, can they just kind of put their hand on their forehead and kind of block their eyes from seeing stuff other than the book? (laughs) (laughs) Can we get a set of visors? (laughs) Yeah. Sunglasses. Cthulhu blockers. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to say probably not. I mean, it's hard enough to keep your eyes closed, let alone if it's a hundred foot creature that's several feet across as well. There's, you know, unless you've got the page like this up against your eyes, you're going to see something. Cecil's going to look anyway, because it's Cecil. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to start with the first roll. Now, usually one person's casting a spell. This is a ritual. So all of you are going to be casting a portion of the spell. Because it's a group spell, everybody will be pooling their magic points for this first part. Okay, so I know Cecil has 12 points. Uh, Saint, what do you got for magic points? 16. All right. Pooja? 14. Okay. And Michelle? 16. And then Lilith has 75. (laughs) Holy shit. Amazing. Yeah, see, entities can go way above the human normals. All right. So all together, you have 133 magic points. And what we're going to do is we're going to have each of you make a roll, and you're going to roll against your power. The lower you get, the better, because that will directly affect how many magic points it takes for you to cast this spell. So everybody roll against your power, and tell me what you get. Oops. Don't say that. <laughs> I got, I rolled over my power. Okay, so we'll get back to that in just a sec. I got a 73 under my 80. I got a one. Ooh. Ooh. A zero one? Nice. Wow, that's good. I got a 55 under my 70. Okay, cool. So you're fine. And Michelle, what'd you get? 73 under my 80. Oh, you got, you're lucky you have an 80. All right. So, Mac. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. You can push this roll. Okay. If you want, but something bad might happen if you don't successfully hit it this time. Sure. Or you could wait and see if you missing the roll causes any adverse effects on it. It's your call. Oh, I'm going to push. I mean, this is like the finale. Let's fucking do this. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Cecil's seen some shit as it is, so. True. All right. I got a 16 
Awesome. Nice. Hurrah. Pushing. (laughs) Pushing's always nerve-wracking, but it's also fun. It's one of those things I like in this game. So you all are chanting together in unison, and you can feel the sound waves radiating out from the circle, and the air starts to feel like it's charging with eldritch power because you're opening a conduit between yourselves and the messenger god. The wind starts to howl through the trees, and the night sky starts to light up with lightning bolts that are red and blue and black, and they crisscross, and sometimes they slam into each other, making huge thunderclaps. And above the circle that Lilith has created, a vortex opens up. It is green and purple and blue and undulates in the air as if it is alive. Just a few moments later, a huge alien body comes through the vortex. It is enormous, a hundred feet tall with a red tongue whipping about. At the base, it has to be at least ten feet wide. It is black and ropey and screaming anger. It has two long arms that are thrashing about. They end in these huge long hands with these gigantic knuckles that are slamming into the tops of the trees as it tries to move from the spot that you've trapped it in to no avail. All right. For everybody but Michelle, I need you to make a resolve check. Now, I will let you know beforehand, this could be very painful if you miss it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) You can take a lot of, you can take a lot of damage from this. I got a 68 under my 70. Okay, cool. I got a 28 under my 64. Awesome. Okay. My luck has run out. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! Because we're now. I got an even seventy, which was my was, was. once upon a time <laughs> before I was transformed. So I get smashed to death? <laughs> no. No, not smashed to death, but your brain might shatter in several pieces. We'll see how many points you take. Can't she push it if she wants? You can't push resolve. You can't push resolve. <laughs> yeah. Oh Christ. All right, how many resolve points do you have? I got 56. Oh, okay. Am I gone? Do I run into the lake? You look up and you're seeing this massive creature in front of you. Yes, you've seen this creature before, but it is different this time. It has magic swirling all around it, and it is definitely angry. The yell that it gave out or the the roar that it gave out when it landed just rattled your entire being. And you basically look up, you can feel your entire body just get really light for a second, and then just blackness. You pass out. You've lost your resolve completely. You have no more resolve. So you have shut down mentally and cannot deal with the supernatural. Basically, you're out of this particular spell and this particular scene because your brain has just snapped and turned off. Wow, so the sound triggered all that? Just so I understand. The sound and the magic. The sound, oh, right. Because when you cast spells, you lose points as well because it's magic and human brains don't do well with it. I wrapped it all up in one roll and you just kind of hit the wrong spot. 
but you know, we'll see if they cast the spell correctly for sending it away, and then they'll wake you up. All right, great. Have fun, guys. So we'll see how that goes. Remember, I wanted to send him into a black hole. Yeah, yeah. But instead, that's you. Yeah, that's, yeah. Without Bailey, this does get a little bit more dicey. Okay. All right. The first spell each of you used five of your magic points. Okay. Okie doke. All right. It's caught within this circle, but it's going to try and do the same thing to the rest of you that it did to Bailey. So it starts piping out these strange sounds, almost like weird flute-like sounds. And I want you all to make the second roll to try to send this thing back to where it came from and banish it from the earth. Again, this is gonna be the lower you roll, the better. Okay, so you want to roll as low as possible. And this is under our power? Right. And you'll have to make another resolve check at the end of this because it's casting another spell and it, this thing is doing stuff that's it can't hit you physically, but it's definitely going after your brains pretty hard. I got a 27 under my 60. Excellent. I got a 7. Ooh, nice. nice. I got a 17 under my 80. Wow, so you all did excellent. Okay, cool. Let's do a real quick resolve check for casting the second spell. So this- Me too. Yeah, you as well, because you're casting a spell. Okay. You're still casting a spell. I got another 68 under my 70. Nice. Nice. Oh, this time I got a 12. Nice. Uh, This time I did not make my resolve check. All right. 76 over my 63. All of you start to chant. Suddenly this massive creature starts to shrink down into another form. Okay, Michelle, you open your eyes and the first thing you see is Bailey on the ground and you see this creature shrinking down. How many points do you have? Well, now uh, 51 currently. You freak out. You scoop up Bailey in your arms and you run into the woods screaming because you just can't handle it. That sounds fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's like branches are hitting my face. (laughs) (laughs) That leaves Mira and Cecil and you see this thing turn into the human version that you've been talking to this entire time. And it just looks at both of you and says, I've always been good to you. I've never done anything nearly as bad as this one. And he points over to Lilith. And yet you took my friendship and used it against me. Which is exactly what you're planning to do to us. And I flip him the bird. And at that point, he gets sucked up into this vortex of magic and the clouds come back together and the magic dissipates and off in the distance you hear Maribel screaming. Lilith looks at you both and says, well, that concludes our business. Mira, I hope to be speaking to you at some point again with maybe more diplomatic terms if you can work that. I I wouldn't want to have to continue down this road. You are all free now. You don't have to deal with anyone at this point that's supernatural. Be good to keep it that way. And then she just starts walking off 
and you two are standing there wondering where your friend has run off to. Do you want to go and try to find them real quickly, or...? Oh, yeah, Cecil, like, the second it's concluded, is, like, giving chase. All right. So the two of you run off through the woods, and you make it about three or four hundred yards away from where the spell went off, and sitting there on a large tree is Paul Bunyan, and he has got Maribel cradled in his arms and is like stroking her head. And then on top of them is Bailey, who is still kind of just waking up. And he sees the two of you walking towards and he puts them both down in front of you and kind of crouches down in front of you so that he's kind of on the same level. And he puts out one of his big hands and just kind of shoves them a little closer. And Maribel's crying at this point, but is is starting to come down a little bit. And like I said, Bailey's starting to wake up. And he stands up straight. It's probably the straightest you've ever seen him stand. And he goes, you made me see something. I don't, I don't know if you, you realized it. I've been out in these woods too long. I've been acting like an animal. And uh, Grief does terrible things to a lot of us. I miss the old days and I miss Babe. And I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. I saw that thing that came out from the sky. And then I found your friends running through the woods. They weren't very quiet. And just thought I would say thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, best of luck? I appreciate that. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I don't know how I hide among you all now. I was accepted a long time ago, even though I was really tall. Now I don't think I will be. So I have to find a new place. But at least now I've come out of it. Have you thought about a career in vampire hunting? Is there such a thing that needs to be done? As a matter of fact. I wouldn't mind doing that. And with that, we end Otherworld Seattle. All right. Basically, just as an epilogue, Bailey will not be able to deal with the supernatural at all. So she will avoid it like the plague or pass out if it shows up around her. We'll say that Mira's capable of, with uh, the help of Paul Bunyan, dealing with the vampire scourge in Seattle and getting her parents to finally retire. And what happens to her after that? Who knows? It's all headcanon for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll say that everybody, you guys find an apartment together, you start your different jobs, and you just live your lives wherever that takes you in different places. But you all survived. As for Maribel, you have lost a lot of resolve. So you can handle seeing some supernatural stuff, but most of you have had enough of it. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, fuck this. Yeah, I think I think I need to go stay with my parents for a little while. Just- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because that was a lot. So anyway, there we go. That's that's kind of a little epilogue. Oh, and I got to say, Bailey, in the end, does give Mark a real chance. Aw, <laughs> <Aww>, cute. <laughs> yeah. She had character growth. <laughs> character growth. Got to get what that about, arc in. What about Cecil? I think Cecil's going to take up a bigger position at the Seattle Strange and try and vie to be the editor-in-chief there. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I like for my headcanon for my... My character and Cecil's Uh character is that we have a mutually beneficial partnership where you get some Spider-Man-esque 
photo situations to put in the newspaper. Yes. And in return, we get tips and info on where, like, vampires and other supernatural creatures we have to take care of are. I like this. For some reason, I see, like, Paul Bunyan in, in a giant set of, like, this huge suit where he's got, like, different vampire you know, paraphernalia that he's able to use to vanquish people or whatever. <laughs> Just a mega-sized Van Helsing yeah, basically. cosplay. <laughs> you know. So I think it's important to also mention that Zeus and Themis come back with Hera, and they are able to stop time from disintegrating. And they also kind of fade into the background. They have been so present and so involved that it just seemed like time for them to avoid the spotlight for a little bit. So that is what happens with them. And yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it all up. This has been a great series. Thank you all players. Thank you all listeners. We've had a lot of fun with this. Let's find out where these great players are. Let's start with Saint. Hello, I'm Saint or Saint Spider, and just for consistency and simplicity, if Twitter still exists by the time this comes out, I'm there. <laughs> it's at Saint Spider TV, S A I N T S P I D E R TV, and I just talk about whatever on there, and I'll let you know if I'm doing something else. Thank you. Hi, I am Pooja, and you can find me on the internets as Forgotten Saves. If you want to hear me play more TTRPGs, you can find me on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. And I mean, I say network I, like it's a stream and a podcast, but <laughs> network sounds fancy. It does. <laughs> network does sound fancy. Yes. Hey, y'all, I have been and will continue to be Mac Beauvais. You can find me everywhere on the internet as at Strange Like That. Hey, my name is Michelle, and you can find me on the internet at Mishulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can find my music and Wes's sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through BattleBards. And I am Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games, as said before, if Twitter's still around. The thing is, is Twitter will be around. It's whether or not you'll actually see anyone's post because we refuse to pay for people to take our information and sell it for even more money. If you see our post is the big part of that. You can find our links on our website at 12sidestories.com. It's all one word. All of our stuff is on there. If you want to help out the show, go over to Patreon, join us there, join us on Coffee. Either one of those are great. Become a subscribing member or give us a shout out on your favorite social media platform or give us a review on your favorite podcast platform as well. Also, I will say, and I forgot to say this last time, the best place to go is definitely our Discord. Come hang out, come ask us questions. We're there on a regular basis and you don't have to wonder whether or not our posts are going to be hidden. So that is it for Otherworld Seattle. It has been great. Uh, I have been very happy with the fact that it's the same universe as Otherworld London, but it was definitely a different game and I enjoyed that. Thank you all so much and tune in next time for when we start Otherworld Hollywood. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Days after leaving Seattle, Madame Peaches arrives in Lead Hill, Arkansas, a small town not too far from the Missouri border. She goes deep in the woods, finds a place that she feels no one will ever find, and she buries the disc as deep as she can. As she's putting the box at the bottom of the hole, she hears footsteps behind her. She turns to see a tall man with dark brown skin, beautiful eyes, and dark curly hair with large white wings standing just a few feet from her. She sighs, shit. And he says, you do not need to fear me. I am not here to stop you. I owe Cecil my freedom. When she created that sigil, she freed me from my prison. So I am here to protect this area. Madame Peaches looks around. You, you do realize this Lead Hill, Arkansas, right? There's not a lot going on in, in this. That's why I brought it here. I understand that. But I also know that magic items like that turn up like bad pennies. And no one should be able to get near it. Well, if you're going to be protecting this thing and I'm in no danger, what's your name? I am Metatron. 